morning, good morning, and welcome to Duality. I am your host, Ash, and I am here with Kimbra. Thank Hi. you so much for coming. Oh, thank you. Yes. I love this show. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I tune in all the time. Oh, and, thank you so um, much. Topics are so great. I really appreciate that. You yeah. know, for those of you who aren't familiar, uh, Kimbra has her own podcast. And if you want to get into that a little bit, we can get into that. And uh, well, few you have a few shows. I do. And yeah. <laughs> one of the um, most recent show that we actually did together, where Kimber had interviewed me, so it's really an honor um, to have been interviewed, and it's an honor to have you here. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. And the show is I'm a fan. Mm -hmm. So it was about how I was a fan of you and this show. <laughs> so it's funny how things go around, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I believe that that's like that's what it's all about. I've had a few people on here in the community that have their own shows and I think that it's something that's so beautiful. Um, another topic for another podcast talking about like uh, appreciation versus like um, comparison or like uh, competition rather, you know, because yeah. it's like we're all doing the same thing but we're doing different things in different niche pockets and I think that it's really beautiful to uplift one another. Even if we were doing the same thing but the same topic, I think that it's such a beautiful thing to be able to, um, to remember that no one will ever do anything like you. Like no one will ever be you. No one will ever provide, even if they study you for years, they can never give you the content the way that you generate it naturally. So I think that that's always really cool. Um, just reminding uh, myself and the community because we're human beings and uh, society has made a certain format for us to be in competition in whether it's you know in gender things or whether it's in all different kinds of brackets of things you know and I feel like that's something that I constantly can hear about in the women's community mm -hmm. you know is that particular topic so I think that you know I just always like to like put that in like drop that little seed anywhere yeah I go great. it's important oh yeah. absolutely absolutely and um I think we were talking about that yesterday, um, or when we last met, um, the differences between people and how we we um, navigate through it, because we are all different. Um, totally in culture, mm -hmm. that plays a big role. Mm -hmm. um, understanding different cultures and being okay with it, not to judge somebody for the way they may act, because you don't understand it. So I can appreciate that. And I know um, you come from um, a different culture and you support um, an indigenous tribe in upstate New York, which is going through a lot of, of things right now, which, wow. But it's only because people don't understand them, you know, and where they're coming from. Yeah. So that's a hard lesson to learn. For sure. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, everybody has their trials and tribulations, you know, and um, I think that something that you were saying the other day when we had met up is just like, if if nothing, just to be kind, you know, yes. be kind above all, because you never know what someone's going through. And like, you know, some things we take personal and and they're not personal. And then, you know, even if something is personal, it's like, it's it's not <laughs> like it's something still going on with them and it could be triggering and i feel like the the scope you know like i was just explaining a, a situation <laughs> and i had the same situation both of us mm -hmm. we've had Go, yeah it's for sure yeah it's hard to like see something and feel like like for example you know we were talking like I'll, I'll share a little bit of like what i was saying without like all of the tea of it but like um 
essentially just like when when you're left on red you know what i mean like if i look at it from a bird's eye view i can see like all right that's my abandonment issues getting triggered right rather than zoomed in scope it feels like i'm taking something personal yeah and then from a zoomed out scope it's like mm, i'm i'm healing in that area of of dealing with like my my worth and like when i feel insignificant it triggers me to then take something personal yeah that might not even be mine you know exactly no it's so true and that's actually one of the topics i i would like to discuss if we can today um how to sort of um work on getting ourselves out of that and i i i'm a psychology major so i want to bring up um freud because freud played a very big role in in like self-acknowledgement and acknowledging others but Mm -hmm. first we have to fix ourselves before Mm -hmm. we can actually honestly be true to that Mm -hmm. so um and that comes right down to our our defense mechanisms and i brought like there's a lot of them a lot but i i brought a few along that i think resonate um resonate the most with people so, um, and, and let me just say the defense ne- mechanisms are psychological strategy that they're unconsciously done and it's used to protect a person from anxiety and unacceptable thoughts or feelings. So we use these defense mechanisms in order to cope with mm-hmm. the world and people, mm-hmm. but we don't realize we're doing it. So if, if you could take, you know, if anybody could take away just one of these defense mechanisms today and work on one, mm-hmm. you're on your way to, to being accepting of other people and it, it being able to easily acknowledge other people. Because mm-hmm. when you do that, it makes a person feel good. For example, you know, I'm, I'm giving an assignment this week. Um, it's Christmas. Just pick up the phone, reach out and call somebody you haven't talked to in a long time. Mm. Just make a phone call and say hi. Mm-hmm. And you don't know, it could it could change their day and, and maybe they were going through something and just by hearing you calling and saying, hey, I'm thinking of you, um, it could change their whole day. Oh my God, I said I wouldn't get like, but anyway, um, so that's one thing. Everybody should pick up the phone and just call somebody mm-hmm. at random, just somebody I haven't talked to in a while, and say hi. You know, it's a it's 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 a beautiful thing, a beautiful practice to do. You know, periodically when you're feeling that, you know, yeah. and it's like interestingly enough, like I was going to, which I I'll still I'll still shoot my friend a message, but yesterday yeah. I was just had this thought of um, a friend of mine had give had gifted me a uh, appa hat right oh so shout out to akira if you're on here um thank you for that i was thinking about it yesterday uh how like although we don't know each other that well like the fact that he took enough time to uh take heed of like different things that i posted and that i liked and like gave me such a great gift that like i i love i wear all the time and like people are always like where'd you get that and I'm like oh it's a gift you know and i was thinking about that yesterday and i'm like i need to reach out to him because i haven't spoken to him in some time mm-hmm. and i want to just let him know even though it's like two years later like because i you know I'm, of course i said thank you then but i just wanted to like rethink because it's still giving me that joy and yeah. that love so like you know i'm doing it here if you're on here like you know then here but even if you're not i'm going to make sure that i reach out after so like 
yeah, like I feel like that's definitely um, something that is a beautiful thing because it's like, I mean, obviously there's some things that um, sometimes you go a long time without speaking to people. Yeah. And um, maybe that's for a reason. You know what I mean? Maybe that's maybe it's for uh, a reason to not reach out. And then maybe it's for just because life, life, life just be life in sometimes and mm. just happens and yeah. like you're just in it and then all of a sudden you realize you haven't spoken to your your auntie or your uncle or your cousin or whoever in like years and you're like oh my goodness like let me reach out you know yeah i feel like that's the moment where you have to also just surrender because if you think about it for more than oh, okay i haven't talked to them, let me reach out if you're like well, why haven't we talked? Well, why haven't they reached out to me? Well, what, then you might psych yourself out because now you're starting to take things personal and you're yeah. creating scenarios, potentially creating scenarios in your head of situations that may or may not be true at all. You and know? we all do that. Yeah. You know, I mean, di to different degrees. Absolutely. But, but we Absolutely. definitely all do that. Yeah. And I think it's nice of your friend um, because it shows that um, he was listening. Yeah. Yeah listening and it's a big thing mm -hmm. you know listening to other people what they're actually saying yeah you know that's why if i get in discussion sometimes i'll pause and i might not even give a person an answer for like a few days because i want time to think about it because words are very powerful yeah. and they stick they do so you know taking time to have some thought behind what you're saying to a person is really important too mm -hmm. and again it comes from the self you know, because a lot of times people will just blurt out something and then later on think, oh, God, I should have never said that. <laughs> yeah, right? I resonate with that. Yeah, yeah, the Freudian <laughs> slip, they call it. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely that as well I can resonate with. But but it causes problems then. like mm -hmm. and, Anxiety, and it, shame, it guilt. It doesn't go away. Mm -hmm. Like years later, you know, somebody's, I remember when you said that. You yep. know, it's like, yikes. Mm -hmm. So um, you have to... One hard thing to do is filtering, you know, learning how to self-filter mm -hmm. uh, is, is a tough one. But getting to these defense mechanisms, you know, I'll start with the main one um, that I think is the main one because, um, you know, this, this list is to help us, not to, you know, belittle or um, it's to help us uh, so we can catch ourselves and correct ourselves. Mm -hmm. But when we... Um, that self-awareness we keep doing it all of a sudden we start feeling better and it's easier mm -hmm. it gets easier so one is repression and that's a big one and it's keeping unconscious thoughts from becoming conscious mm -hmm. um, and it's because they are too painful if spoken or could have an effect on someone else so a lot of times and I call it on the inside we think about things and we want to say it, but we never do. Mm -hmm. We repress our feelings. So that's a form of, of a defense mechanism that can really be harmful. Because after a while, you know, if you keep repressing your thoughts and not letting it out, it creates tremendous anxiety and even panic. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I feel like with, sometimes people don't acknowledge you know like this whole this uh, this whole podcast is about like acknowledging ourselves yes. right you know it, and i feel like in order to even unpack repression you need to acknowledge yourself like acknowledge 
like the good acknowledged and not so good right and like the repression might be the not so good or the repression might be just like the security and the stability for you to like do life right like for you to exist in it and survive yeah. in it and i think that's something that's super important about getting into these psychology topics whether we're talking about freud or whether we're talking about carl Jung, and you know is is all about um really like the the integration the exception and also like balancing it out because i know for me like hyperfixation is the thing you know i have adhd which if y'all listen to this you know that already um <laughs> but i will like dive so deeply into one thing and then i i kind of throw myself off balance sometimes and shadow work was one of those things that i like heavily dove into and brought myself into um i had to bring myself I brought myself into balance and then out of balance by just focusing on, on that area and not doing the integration work. So it was like, once I was unpacking the repression, right, and that was kind of coming out, then it was like the acknowledgement. I was acknowledging all of the things that I repressed, but I wasn't acknowledging all of the hard work I was putting in. Yes. So yes. that that and was And it's ironic that, that um, uh, you mentioned shadow work because last year I applied for a music grant called Shadow Work, and it's based on uh, Carl Jung. And and it's funny that you know when I mentioned it to you, you knew exactly what I was talking about. And actually, you're going to be in my show. Can I do a plug? Yeah, sure. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I'm doing a music show with um, four spoken word artists. Um, Pupa Santiago is going to be playing guitar. Um, in that show, and it's all about it's all based on Carl Jung, and I've asked um, these these writers to express themselves, um, and you're going to be playing some some glass bowls, and uh, you're working on a piece with me, which is so beautiful. But um, people that don't know about Carl Jung, um, shadow work is basically um, it's it's a moral effort to become conscious of it. it. It involves recognizing the dark aspects of personality as present, right? You bring it to the surface and you work on it. Um, so like you were saying, we all have parts of ourselves that we don't like um, uh, or that we think society won't like. So we push those parts down into our unconscious. And um, it's a collection of repressed aspects of our, our identity that he referred to as the shadow self. I know it's deep, it's really deep, but we all go through this mm -hmm. in on different levels again. Mm -hmm. So if we allow ourselves the space to, you know, because it's like yes. the thing, the thing that, uh, something that, um, shout out to David, rest in peace. Um, one of these, uh, of incredible humans that used to come to the moon ceremonies he had always said uh, he had sent me this document he used to send me emails of like just information that he's like scanned in from different things like he was 78 i believe when he oh, passed wow. and he used to send me like these different documents in which he acquired from all of these different sacred and spiritual circles he's been in all over the, the world and um one of them was talking about the subconscious and it was I forgot exactly the metaphor, so I'm not even going to like butcher it, but essentially the essence of it was whatever we don't, whatever subconscious we don't actively try to make conscious yeah. um, is controlling our life. 
it's mm. completely controlling our life. So mm. either you, if you, if you have like, even it, it's like a, a cheat code like that. I've kind of <laughs> like said to myself, like, it's like, well, if you have control issues, right? Like, and you would like to have somewhat of control because naturally the only thing we have control of is ourselves. Um, wouldn't you want to know what's controlling your life so that you can get control of it, right? Yeah, and that's what you go to therapy for. Mm -hmm. You know, people that go to therapy, they they think it's like like oh, you're pouring your heart out. So no, a therapist, a good therapist's job is to break down your defense mechanisms mm -hmm. to get to the true self of really what's bothering you. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm I love it. I love therapy. Yeah. I'm I'm so grateful for my therapist. So Yesterday we had such a great session. So I just want to like plug my therapist. Oh, like shout too. out to you. Like <laughs> therapy Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. but you know people that can't go to therapy and and this is why I'm talking about this today. You can do self therapy if you know what to work on. I want to take a sip of this, but oh, I want to do it okay. together. Yeah, I'm sorry. Definitely. I don't want oh, to cut you off. <laughs> All okay, right. So, so so just to clarify, just to clarify, because y'all know I make tea, right? So I got this uh, women's philosopher advent calendar, right? I'm not sure what this tea is going to taste like. It's like cherry burgundy. So shout out to the Eastern Shore Tea Company, right? Um, so let's try it. Okay. Cheers to Cheers. good health and, and trying so new things. So this is... Um, Berry, cherry, burgundy, burgundy. Cherry? It's, I think, yeah, burgundy. That's actually, that's pretty nice. It tastes better than it smells, I have to be honest. It's different. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> you can taste the cherry, though, definitely. Mm -hmm. The burgundy, I, I don't know what like that is, that. but. I think maybe it's just because the color. Maybe, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, it is kind of a burgundy. Yeah, because right? it's probably black tea and then, like, cherry. But, Definitely yeah, this, you know, I have to say, I, I, I almost every single tea that I've had in this, in this, like, I'm not religious, but I, like, really like advent calendars. But, um, yeah, like, it's really cool. And each of them come with a quote, and it's all women philosophers, and it comes with two teas, so I could have someone try it with me. So today... You're trying to yeah, so thank, thank you. you for being adventurous. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sorry, back to what you were saying. So, um, yeah, so we were talking about therapy and what it means. Um, you know, even if you think you're not, it, it's always nice to, like, just go to a therapist to see what it's all about, you know, try it out. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work for you. Also, I want to give space for people that have weird situations with therapy because I've had, like, really bad situations oh. with therapy. I've yeah. had, like, trauma from therapy that I'm in therapy for now. Like, it's it, well, it's deep, you know what I mean? And well, not, that's the thing. you got to find the right one. you got to find the right therapist. Yeah. And, and I want to encourage anyone who's looking to just keep looking. If you – like, listen, I didn't have insurance for a time and and I like that discouraged me. I did all these different things, but the right person, the right place, the right space will come along for you. You know, whether it's resources, there are different um, non-for-profits that do provide, um, you know, either low cost or accessible therapy. And also, you know, and even if you do have uh, the best insurance in the world, you know, just really being intentional about who you pick as a therapist, you know, uh, yeah. taking into account like who do you feel comfortable with talking to you know like you don't want to be triggered instantly just by the human themselves and yeah and also just putting it out there like for one of the first questions I ask I do that with anybody that I work with in like these kind of fields my one of my first questions are like do you go to therapy 
and how frequently do you to go to therapy? Because, oh. like, you're a therapist, right? Like, so yeah. you, you damn well should go to therapy, right? right? Because, like, you're practicing what you preach. Right. You know, like, I'm, I'm a Reiki practitioner. I go to Reiki practitioners. If I didn't, like, why would I, why, why would I, how would I be able to um, maintain balance of when mm. I'm doing treatments on other people? No, it's true. Yeah. Do you, do you Same go online for therapy or you go in person? Funny enough, I actually go online okay. and I was super resistant to it. Yeah. And then, but it's just the right therapist, man. Right. Like, and right. now I'm like, yeah, like, honestly. You like, don't I want one sitting in their car, like, you know, listening to the radio and you're doing therapy. Yeah. Like, well, you know, honestly, like it's, it's really just the right people. And it's also about just like me meeting meeting yourself like I did not think that I would ever be doing virtual excuse me therapy like yeah. I, I had the biggest resistance to it but then something told me about this woman I was like I don't know what it is I feel like I'm supposed to look at her she's been like the only therapist I ever had that didn't try to be my friend like every therapist I had either tried to be my friend or my foe. Like it was just one of well, the other. Well, there's a there's a fine line with that because, yeah. um, and it's it's an ethical thing too. They are not supposed to do that. Yeah. And um, basically, you know, I mean, like my therapist, he's seventy years old. He so he could be my father, right? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of nice for me anyway. It's nice to have that. He's because he's kind of like a fatherly figure to me. So, okay, that works for me. It may not work for other people, but it's it's what you need at the time. And, you know, like some people prefer younger women therapists that they see or an older woman, a younger man, you know, mm -hmm. it depends. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I've, ha I've had every little, uh, like every single like human I've tried, I feel like. Like I literally like during the pandemic, I was looking for a therapist right before the pandemic hit and I wasn't getting luck. And then like once the pandemic hit, it was like near impossible to get one. And I was I remember there was specifically this one company that I was like contacting and I was talking to them and it was like specific. The demographic was for like minorities and like, yeah, you know, and and I was like, OK, this is great. Like, this is cool. Like, I, I love I love the um, accessibility for that, you know, and, like and I was like talking to them and like me and the the person at the front desk ended up coming friends like i was calling every other day to see if another <laughs> one of the i was like following up you know and then i it didn't end up working out like the person just was so booked with so many yeah. people and that's a thing today too it didn't end really. up working out and i felt discouraged like you know and i was like oh should i be looking should i be looking you know and then i I just something told me to just keep doing it and then I found the right therapist and I've been working with her for like two years now. Oh wow, that's great. A year yeah. and a half. So two, you have to be yeah. able to feel comfortable with the person. Yeah. I mean that's I think that's the most important thing because you're sharing. Yeah. So you have to be able to feel comfortable and, and respect them as a therapist that they'll be able to have that that poise and like connection yeah. and mm -hmm. yeah i mean and also the boundaries like yes like they need to have such strong boundaries with us like you know because it's like we're not there to just shoot the shit like you said like we're there to dismantle my defense mechanism so i can actually deem myself worthy of like existing and then thriving yeah. like yeah. you know there's a there's a like that's a fine line too with boundaries because you don't want a therapist that like i've never liked the therapist that was so stiff and 
and rigid that they wouldn't share one iota of thing with them about themselves. Mm -hmm. Like my therapist, I felt the same way. You know, he's like a human being too. Mm -hmm. So if I mention something, he goes, "Oh yeah, I I like that band." Like mm -hmm. he he acknowledges things mm -hmm. that I feel like I have something in common yeah. with them that I'm able to share. Yeah. So it's tricky. It's, it's really tricky. It's so it's such a fine yeah. line and it shifts and it changes. I completely yes. agree. Like yes. I was just talking to my friend the other day like we were talking about um I forgot exactly what we were talking about, but essentially it was a where I was coming from was I was saying how things with experience um how if like someone even if they're not like a therapist or if, the, or if they're not a real estate or whatever the topic is yeah if they have life experience i feel like that's so important right oh, i yeah. feel like honestly i feel like it's it's a lot of times even more important than the book smarts with certain things right so i used to only go to therapists i only felt like i could be and talk to therapists that like had suffered significant loss if you're gonna talk to me about bereavement and like and and grief like how how would you know if you didn't experience like yeah. and i would i would ask these kind of like personal questions you know and i don't know how invasive or boundary breaking that is or was or however that went about it but that was like my way and like it's interesting because now i didn't i've not i didn't even ask my therapist that i just you find the right person yeah. and it's just like this feeling that you feel it's just like oh this is working for me like like i'll, I'll get done with my session or like even before i'm done with my session i'm like girl you're good at your job like i, well, I think it's <laughs> a way to answer your questions yeah. too it's yeah. the way it's the knowledge that they bring to the table that mm -hmm. you acknowledge and recognize yeah that they're they're you're in the right space at the right time and for sure yeah um it's like it's also the matter of like you because, being honest with yourself yeah because therapists i mean they they deal with difference it, like my therapist he works with couples he works with younger people with drug addiction you know he, the gamut across the board he works with and um we had that conversation because he knows like i studied psychology i mean no i know exactly why i'm there mm -hmm. and and um he's he he um told me that couples therapy is the hardest the hardest thing a lot of because elements. you're maneuvering both two personalities mm -hmm. at one time so I, I i said god bless yeah <laughs> it's like, but um yeah i think um i think therapy is a good thing and people shouldn't judge other people if they're in therapy mm -hmm. which happens sometimes too yeah like what's wrong with you there's nothing yeah. wrong with me yeah i hit right. a certain i hit a certain point where i'm like you know like i just like like shamelessly like i don't like i don't give a shit like honestly <laughs> i really don't like it benefits me i really don't care if anybody yeah. thinks i'm like because i'm like rather rather than you know like there's like simultaneously i feel like there's there's you know on a healing level like there's nothing wrong with me i'm just active i'm like myself and then also i'm like yeah there's nothing like going on you know what i mean and no one's gonna be able to take that away from me or use that against me. Like it's like it, it, there's, I rather someone be like, "Oh, you're in therapy," than be like, "Why aren't you in therapy?" Right? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so, a good point. That's you know a good what I point. mean? And even yeah. so, like it's benefiting me, and it's like usually the people who are saying that need therapy. You know what I mean? And it's like most of the people who are in therapy are getting therapy uh, are are getting therapy. F for and from the people who need therapy that aren't going to therapy, right? Interesting enough, yeah. So many different layers to it, but I think yeah. just having an unbiased, safe space, just like separate from your inner circle is so important. Yeah, and and the, the one great thing about my therapist too, I don't, I don't you know, but um, um, I never leave that office feeling bad. 
Mm. You know, he always makes a point to try to end it on an up note. Yeah. You know, because, you know, sometimes, well, I can't say that, but he always tries to end it on an up note. So mm -hmm. I, I don't leave feeling like, like crying and, yeah. you know, upset and whatever. Because, I mean, the topics are heavy. And it's a skill because, like, I feel very similar with, with my therapist. Like, it's like their time management skill. You have to have an, an impeccable time management skills to really navigate such heavy things in yeah. like an hour, right? And oh, then, yeah. And then be able to like, cause it's not their job for them to like leave us great after, you know, but I think that it's bare minimum to leave us neutral. Yeah. Right, you right. know, like don't leave us fucking hanging. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Until know? next week, continue. Which which <laughs> I like, you know, I, I see and like, it's so interesting. Cause at first when I started working <laughs> with my therapist, she's so, uh, good at time management yeah and that's something that I struggle with sometimes I have periods of like being like like incredible with it but like most of the time it's like it's uh, I'm late usually that's yeah. like <laughs> that's usually my thing and when I mean late I mean not only am I late to arrive but I usually am like I give so much time and space like I struggle with time management when people are talking to me because it's like I don't know I don't know if I just I, I can't I, I I have a hard time uh you know i don't i i think that i have a fear of not giving space to someone who needs it yeah. and that's and because of that um sometimes i even think that i give too much space so like people who are in therapy like therapists like who are able to manage their time i feel like are like you know they're the time wizards you know what i mean they're really like because I'm watching, I'm looking at my therapist as we're speaking, and it's not like she's looking at the time. It's not like she's she got a timer. You know, it's like she just knows. Like, yeah. okay, you know, we're at the middle point, so we're going to, like, I'm going to I'm gonna stop her from, from talking nonstop now, yeah. and I'm going to reel her back into her body, and, you know, <laughs> and, and we're going to ground, and we're going to do, like, some, something. And, like, it's I, – I have to say I'm not easily impressed, and, yeah. like uh, – I'm just really gassing I like, you know, maybe one day she'll listen to it. I have no idea. But, like, I, I'm not easily impressed. And I have to say, when you find the right people to work with, and this doesn't just apply in therapy. I believe this applies in, in everything. Like, when you are compatible uh, with people and in different spaces, especially when it comes to, like, healing spaces, it's just like a, like, I'm, like, in awe. Of, yeah. of of being able to have someone hold the space for me to help myself the way I do for others because it's it's I, I don't I've, I I can honestly say I don't think in my entire life like I've had something that's like um like treatment wise like like uh like my elder and you know different people wise yes I have that and I'm grateful for that space but like therapy wise <coughs> I I never had that so yeah. like that that always like blows my mind anything that's more western that actually works like always blows my mind now you know <laughs> so yeah so okay so repression uh, the next one is denial. So it's if a situation becomes too much to handle, mm -hmm. we'll refuse to experience it. For example, um, smokers may refuse to admit to themselves that smoking is bad for their health. So they deny it and they keep smoking. Um, but denial plays a very big role for all of us. You know, when we're, we're in a situation um, that we just don't want to be in, we'll walk away. We mm -hmm. deny that it even exists. Mm -hmm. um, so that's another thing with with uh, 
um, acknowledgement, you know, to others. Um, we'll go on uh, projection. Um, we attribute our own unacceptable thoughts and feelings and motives to another person. Uh, so you believe you can solve the problem if you put it on to someone else. So you try to project, you know, a situation that's undesirable onto someone else, um, which isn't good. I mean, you should be able to deal with it yourself. And, and also projecting desirable situations onto someone else. Okay, there's a positive twist to it. I don't know if it's necessarily positive as it is just like is, you know, but it's more like some people are waiting for other people to come save them, you know. Oh, like, so there's okay. two sides of the coin. Yeah. You know? And it's yeah. like, it might not be the traditional, like, looking like a damsel in distress or gold digger, like something like that. It, it, it could look, it could be very, very layered and it could look very different. I feel like people with significant losses uh, subconsciously sometimes go through the process of like hyper individualism and then also like, uh, like this, this space of codependency that manifests and morphs into something like that like yeah. okay like even though i'm I, i'm trying to do this all myself subconsciously it almost could feel like well when this person does this is what's going to make me do that even if that's not what you think right your subconscious could right. be waiting for that because you know um people especially who lose like parents you know because it's like when you lose a parent young um like a part of your brain like you it, it it's like you stop getting uh that like nurture and discipline and like wherever they did those things right so like your brain tries to find it somewhere else yeah and usually that's relationships you know and then so I, I say that to just give that perspective of that because that's something transparently that I've been personally working on, you know, mm -hmm. because of my own traumas and my own things. So just like understanding that even though like for myself in my head, I've always been like, oh, okay, well, like I'm gonna do it on my own. Like I got it, I got it, I got it. And then like, I, like <laughs> in therapy a few weeks ago or however long ago, when, when we were talking about like, well, are you subconsciously waiting for someone or something to be a catalyst for you to then just be good yeah. like and i was like no 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 denial right yeah, you know yes, like, no exactly, no no like yeah. of course not like Jesus. what do you mean and then i sat with it and i was like on a very like 17 year old teenager inner child way like yeah. that that kind of is so like that's what i mean the well, positive aspect. that's that's but one of the that's one of the other um things that it's funny that you say that regression is is another defense mechanism because it's going backwards and facing a stressful moment like triggers going all the way back to old habits mm -hmm. and childhood yep is included in that so that's that's a form of a defense mechanism I feel like that one comes out a lot with anger with a lot of people. You yes. know, you, you see how far somebody's along when you get them in a heated conversation. And if they're like screaming and doing all these things and waving around, it's like they go back to being like a five year old. Yes. You know, you see how quack, uh, how quack, <laughs> how quick they revert. Yeah. You know? Oh, and absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's a tough one. I mean, like all of these and, and it's not just one, all of these 
can hit you simultaneously in one day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just like, oh, today I have denial or, or today I have regression. That's like the stages of grief. That's right. like what I was talking about right. the last podcast. It's like, you know, we think, oh, okay, I'm at stage two, so I only have four more steps to go. <laughs> it's like, nah, like you can, t- like healing is not linear. You yeah. can jump around from like denial, denial, regression, projection, denial, denial, all in one day. Absolutely. All in one conversation. Yeah. So um, this is a big one, um, displacement. And it's it's satisfying yourself on impulse. And it is an impulse. Um, it's it's an aggression. Um, it's you like a substitute object. For instance, you have a bad day and you come home and you kick the dog. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's doing something else to get out your your aggressive thoughts or or just like this impulse that you do that it, it's it's a it's a reflex it's almost like road rage or like you know yes. um or like when you just having that quick response that you're not thinking about that's like very depthful when it's like a very surface situation yeah you know it's so interesting because I, mean, I didn't realize that displacement was like what well, i would have thought that that would be projection you know well they're similar but they're yeah. different their yeah. displacement is when you actually act out on on um uh, uh, something impulsively, and then projections when you're thinking. Yes, you think of your unacceptable thoughts and feelings, and, and you believe you can solve the problem to project it onto someone else, mm-hmm. right? So they're two very different things, but they're similar. Yeah, right? yeah, they feel similar in the body too. Yeah. So it's interesting. It, like, yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for all of this knowledge that yeah. you're passing on to me and all the folks. Um, rationalization is is the big one that I, I run into people all the time that do this and they don't realize they're doing it yeah. or they may realize, I don't know, I catch myself. And and that's the, the thing about this discussion today. It's, it's like I said, it's not like, um, you know, anything meant to be like bad. This is a list, a self-help list, I, I call it, um, because we can then use these tools to try to help make ourselves a better person so we can call that person that day and say, hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, these are things to be to learn how to be kind to people. Mm-hmm. And all of, it, all of us have these things. So rationalization, we talk ourselves into believing that we're correct. And we basically believe in our own bullshit. Mm-hmm. Borderline pathological. Yeah. And, and I run into it all the time, and, you know, people get into heated. Well, a perfect example of this, a perfect example of this, and, and I, I really didn't want to, I don't, we'll touch on it and then get away from it quickly, but the political realm of the world today, you know, with the Republicans and the Democrats and, you know, each of those groups think that they're correct. Yeah. You know, so. There's so, no gray area. Right, yeah. and. And that's a hard thing for many of us to to watch and take, you know, the way the world is right now with these different groups that are rationalizing that their way is better mm-hmm. being radical than somebody else. And then they become mm-hmm. radical. Mm-hmm. Um, having rationalization, you're quick to judge mm-hmm. other people, which judgment um, is, is really brought on by flaws within ourselves mm-hmm. that that we have to judge other people because we can't love ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, all this stuff runs really deep, but I, I think 
I I do have issues with with and and it always comes up for me. Why don't they get it? You know why why just don't Being they understand? Yeah, why don't they understand? Like mm-hmm. this is wrong. Yeah. Or you know why why aren't all the women in the world onto the Roe versus Wade? You know or or women's rights, or you know, it's this rationalization that it really gets us into trouble. Yeah, it does, because we're expecting ourselves from other people. We're expecting our entire like as one human and all of the knowledge and information and disinformation and whatever experience that we've experienced in our lifetime as the person we are. We are then projecting and rationalizing that other people can or will be and have and act from the places that we do. Yeah. Which is kind of impossible. That's why it's like really uh like like brain fulfilling when you meet people that do have niche pockets that you do or do have similar beliefs, different uh, similar moral systems that you're like, oh my God, like I feel understood. Like we naturally gravitate towards people that we can relate to. You know, it doesn't mean that people we don't relate to that we shouldn't give space for because that's how we learn, you know, that's how we learn and get different experiences. But also it's okay to like find those people that we are like, oh my goodness, we think so similar. Like that's so good. It's like, it's also good to like ground that, right? Because then when you, when you, don't ground it then you put it on a pedestal and that person's bound to fall off of it because they're human and they don't even know that they're on a pedestal so they're naturally going to step off of it Mm. or fall off of it yeah yeah but that's why i said at the beginning it's a moral effort yeah you know it it's it's not um just within ourselves it's it's with all cultures um and and that's that's another thing too you know in the 50s and 60s there, there wasn't as many different cultures in America, I don't believe. It it was, honestly, I have to say, it was more black and white. You know, we didn't have a lot of Muslims in our country. We didn't have a lot of the melting pot of amazing different cultures that we have now. So, so what has changed from then to now, too, is all these different cultures are living in their cultural moral beliefs and other people are quick to judge them about the way they live you know who are, who are we to say how another culture lives unless we lived it and can understand it and honestly i will never understand you know like what it's like to be black or what it's like to be muslim because i'm not thrown into that situation to live it you know they they you know different people live different lives too so when you're out there and having conversations with people you know i always again words stick i'm always very careful as to how i speak because you don't know who's gonna be listening yeah and i think that i mean i feel like um to acknowledge what you're saying and also just to acknowledge um for as far as from what I can understand as far as that, like in in history is like, I feel like that's like a lot of that's like textbook history because the thing is like, well, first and foremost, there's the natives that were here. And then second off, there's like, you know, all of the different slaves that came here wasn't just from Africa. 
you know like a lot of them were indigenous that you know peoples from from the caribbean you know there was a lot of different caribbean cultures there are so many cultures i just don't think they were accounted for that's where race comes in you mm. know what i mean that's yeah. where it's like the black and the white like it's it, it, it's someone could be hispanic like literally someone could be coming from you know south america chile argentina or you know uh, colombia jamaica wherever and like they could be like really light skinned but you're gonna associate them with being white so they might maybe think they're european mm. or maybe think that they're spaniard right because these were like the conquistadors that came yeah. here you know and then there's the and then there's the opposite so there was always like like first and foremost there was the natives and then there were the colonizers and the slaves that came here and depending on um the shade of them mm -hmm. so it's like in history that's just looked at as black and white but i think that traditionally like as far as like to agree with you in the sense like maybe there wasn't as much middle eastern people that came over or asian folks that came over here until later on yeah. you know when 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 america became like free place you know kind of situation like opportunity and like new world you know and then everyone yeah. started coming in you know but um yeah like i just i i feel like there's so much history in america that is not taught to us yeah, yeah of course and they i think they took history some history classes out of school um for kids to learn about like european history and you know how it all formed and um but it's very prevalent now and and you know i i get upset with the whole thing and the whole racism and bigots and all of that because i don't understand what the big deal is just let people be people you know, it really upsets me. Yeah. So, uh, you know, how do you navigate through that? It's like, it's like there's, I mean, there's so many different people that are just like, you know, I, I don't, I, my, 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 my thoughts change so much on this because it's like there's certain people that just do such horrendous things, and you're like, you want to believe that people aren't innately bad, and maybe it was the trauma that made them like that, and then there's some people like you just never know, and it's just such a rabbit hole of thinking yeah. to go into, and. <laughs> you know to center it back to one of the topics of the podcast is just like just be kind you know what i yeah. mean like but there's also a certain space for certain like like rage has space too like you don't have to just be kind rage has space too if like you're seeing like someone acting belligerently prejudiced racist whatever the case is like you don't have to stand there and not say or do anything just because you're not the person that they're targeting because tomorrow you could be the person they're targeting right. and even if that wasn't the case like it's just you know, it's just, it doesn't mean that you have to beat the shit out of people, but you could say something, you know what I mean? Or you could be the, no, I didn't say yeah. that. <laughs> but like, you know, it's just, it's, there's so many elements to being a human, right? Yeah. And it's hard because, uh, you know, knowing all these defense mechanisms that we're talking about and, oh, do this, oh, do that. You start mm -hmm. like this self-evaluation and, and how you're treating people and you want to be kind, but some things annoy you and you know, oh, should I or shouldn't I say something? You know, how do, how do you, um, I think the word, the word is filter. You know, how do you filter yourself um, and, and still, you know, get the self-fulfillment and self-love that you want to achieve through all of this camaraderie of, of people that you meet? You know, something that I was uh, sharing with uh, someone who's very close to me a few, last week or something me and this 
amazing human that I love very much had gotten into a little bit of an argument and um when I, I had said to her I'm like you gotta take a breath you know and and think like because she had said something super impulsively to me and I was leaving my house and um you know and I was like it was just not the time or space like it was just it was very inconsiderate to the different things that she knows I'm experiencing and it was just like not the time or space for it but like she needed to get it out but yeah. she couldn't identify if she needed to get it out for me or for her because she didn't take a breath so if it's something you know shout out to my elder Joe like he always says to me is just like take a breath ash you are speaking so fast <laughs> like take a breath you know so naturally like i've been really trying to apply that and i feel like um, i think it's rather, good advice rather yeah because yeah. like I, I and words are words but like i would in my mind when i think of filter i think of like you know um like water right you're taking things out and like yes i feel like that's that's smart but as like a recovering people pleaser i i wouldn't use the term <laughs> filter for me i would yeah. use ground because i get to up here right so i would filter too much where i wouldn't actually be saying what i wanted to say okay so i would personally say for myself like how can i ground myself to make sure that i'm honoring what i need to say mm -hmm. for me and also what i feel should be said for the person and there's I f there's some kind of philosopher teacher whoever um <laughs> respectfully <laughs> like uh one of those one of those one of those guys and uh that they say like before speaking ask yourself is it kind is it necessary and is it beneficial and then and then speak like even just taking that moment count on your count your 10 fingers and your 10 toes and then if you still feel like you <laughs> need to say it then say it yeah you know but if you don't then don't and if you do and you don't know how to say it then just be like hey like i want to say something to you but i'm having a hard time processing it right now so i want to I'm, I'm gonna circle back to it or i'm gonna come back to it if a person is sitting there waiting you know like communicating and just being honest with your communication you might be too triggered in a moment to say things like i've been catching myself more than ever now not just like popping off at the at the at the fly of something going on because like i've always been very quick to say and now i'm like because you know words you can't take them back well yeah and you you have to realize what are going to be the consequences of that you Absolutely. know there's sometimes a great fear in saying something because you don't know how people are going to react to it yeah you know, yeah, I, I have that situation all the time. So I'd rather not say anything mm -hmm. and just let it pass and then to come right out and say it because I don't know, you know, if it's a good place, like you were saying, yeah. a time and place. Well, just um, checking in with people, I think, is super good. It's being like, oh, hey, yeah. are you open to oh, speaking definitely. right now? Yeah. Like, even just simply that, like, even if the person who said was just like, hey, um, are you open to like hearing something I have to share right now? I would have been like, no, honestly, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not like I'm hanging on by a thread right now. If you say anything, <laughs> I'm going to fucking cry. Like, you know, so I would have just been honest, just like you're being honest. Yeah, I think it's about consent. You know what I mean? Because oh, when you take yeah. the consent away, that's what changes like. That's what, where the pivot of like dumping on someone or venting to someone yeah. comes in. It's like, hey, are, do you have space for me to talk to you right now? Or, hey, dives into everything, doesn't even say <laughs> how are you, or says how are you without the care of how are you. Yeah. Just to say it, just to seem passionate, but really the intention is to dump. Yeah. Because people feel that. Yeah. 
And then it's irritating because then you're like, oh, you called me to fake say how, hey, how are you to tell me all of this shit and then be like, okay, gotta go by. Like, yeah. That doesn't feel great. Yeah. And yeah. then, and, and that's why I feel like even like, you Those know. Those are lessons to be learned too. They are, sure. you know, and I've been guilty of that too at different times in my life. That's why yeah. it takes one to know one. I tell yeah. people that all the time. Like, it takes one to know one. I'm not I think perfect. it's hard, like, in a heat of, heat of emotion, though, to rationalize, like, mm. what you're supposed to. Yeah, we not. literally get dumber when we're mm. angry. Oh, of course. <laughs> like, of our course. IQ we, level, like, Of shrinks. course. Everybody does, and, and it's really hard. It, I mean, all these things we're talking about are really difficult, and mm-hmm. and it's it's a process. For sure, you know, it's not like oh, tomorrow I'm going to be good. You know, tomorrow you may be good in one thing, but yep. then the other one fails. Yeah, you so, might suck at everything yeah. else, but you're good at one thing, which leads us to the. Topic. But it's kind of scary though, because this. Then you think, am I ever going to get it right? You know, is this a life? Yes, it's a life thing. Which leads us to the topic of giving yourself credit. Right. Okay. So giving ourselves credit, right? All of this work, you know, all of these different layers and levels and these different defense mechanisms that you got into. Like, I love that we got into the subconscious today. Like, (laughs) I I love that. Like, I'm here for it. I think that, you know, it's super beneficial not only for you know, um, people to hear, but even just to talk about it, it's something that makes me kick my legs, you know? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's real, it's raw, it's genuine, it's authentic. All right, now, like, here's the work we're doing. Here's the shadow work, right, guys? This is all the shadow work that we're doing. Yeah. What yeah, is and, the acknowledgement? Well, yeah, and, and this, is, this is true, too. We all wear masks of... of um, we all wear masks to to cover up our flaws and project an image of perfection mm-hmm. when we are not. Mm-hmm. So that that's like everybody's walking around like, oh, I'm great, I'm great. When you know they may not be. Mm-hmm. So um, it's yeah. well, that's why, and like everyone has different masks, and I feel like even if like you when I think that like I, I want to give a metaphor. Okay. If we all have masks, some people have opaque ones, so some people have transparent ones. You know. You know, like those, like those purge masks that are clear, right? You know, like, let's not make them creepy, though. Let's make them pretty. <laughs> so we make all of these different masks, all these different faces, social media, different posts, different feelings, all of these different things that we say to people, the things we choose to say, with things we choose to withhold, right? Yeah. It's easy to go and judge that and to be like, bitch, why were you not just honest? Like, yeah. why were you not just honest? Or why are you, why do you say that? That was weird of you. And we just judge, 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 judge. Okay, pause. What if we looked at our mask like arts and crafts? Mm. What if we look at the yeah. mask like everyone got one? Might as well make mine pretty. Yeah. Why don't I give myself credit that I can make art on the outside of myself? And every time I choose to to acknowledge and 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 see the truer self, the more transparent it gets, the more it starts to become clearer and clearer and clearer. And then I don't even have to wear this thing anymore. Exactly. Which we always, we're going to always have to. It's impossible to just completely eliminate it. Like, but. Sometimes. Because things happen where we have to put it back on the way society is built, you know? And it's like, you know, like you got to put a mask on if like, you're, you know, if, if you're. Maybe if, if, if only to process something. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It doesn't have to be a permanent fixture. Right. But there's certain times where, so rather than looking at the mask as this negative imposter, false reality, why don't we look at it as something that we're co-creating with, right? The mask is essentially the ego. 
why don't we look at it and decorate it? We can name it. We can make <laughs> it pretty. Like, look at it and then acknowledging because I feel like that's the work of giving yourself acknowledgement is even taking the time to acknowledge and decorate your mask the way you want it to be, not the default one that you bought from the Halloween store that's mad ugly. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just... It's let's just, make it yeah. personal. Yeah, let's make it personal and let's make, yeah. it, let's make it pretty and let's make it fun and let's not feel guilt and shame of just being a, a fucking person. Yeah. We're just a person. We're just a people. <laughs> it's just a little people humaning. Yeah. Just figuring it out. You know, we're just yeah. we're babies, we're adults, we're we're all different things. So like another thing that just like, you know, just to to kind of circle it all back and like bring it into that space of like we know we or maybe we don't know, but maybe we have an idea or a concept how to nitpick ourselves. You know, maybe that's something that was put into, built into our system naturally. But let's download how to, like, also process. Like, like looking, you know, like, um, kind of going through your history and being able to observe it. Right. Not for the detailed things that you did, but just looking at it, like, within your year and being like, wow, like, I did so many things. Like, even separating, you don't have to read each tab and be like, why the fuck did I look that up? You'd be like, oh, my God, I looked up so many things. Like, yeah. I did I so like many things. Yeah. And, like, taking out that judgment, even if you regressed, even if you deflected, if you, uh, what was the other one, displacement, all of the things, even if you did every single one of these things, which you, you did, I know I did, right? And why don't you just be like, you know, not it's not about not giving yourself like the like yes, giving yourself the accountability, like of course, like um some what? of these things I'm not okay with. But you learned. Yeah. Some things you need to learn by mistake. Yeah. You, you can't do. learn by any other experience besides trying it and failing at it. And and with practice too. You know, yeah. like every day, you know, maybe you can, you know, tell tell yourself like a self affirmation mm -hmm. you know oh today's gonna be a good day I like what I'm doing today nothing's gonna bother me I'm gonna go out and just have a great day mm -hmm. and enjoy life and because I'm and gonna make it a good day because right. even if you get stuck in traffic then you get to listen to the audiobook <laughs> that you've been wanting to listen to even yeah. if because it's like I feel like when you say those affirmations those are the days yeah. those are the days you get tested everything like, everything. everything's yeah. like what'd you say about a good day you're trying to you trying to go back on that? Yeah. Cause I got some but ideas. it takes a lot got of practice. Plans. It really does. You have to practice it every single day mm -hmm. in order to feel better about yourself. Yeah. And every moment. You know, it's it's not easy. And and like I said, we all we all have these issues, yeah. all of us. But um, you know, and and you're saying bringing it back, you know, just try to be kind to other people because they you really don't know what they're going through. Yeah. And all starts with being kind to yourself because yeah, you don't have the yourself, capacity to be kind to other people if you're not kind to yourself. You right. literally don't. If you're being so harsh on yourself, you can't be kind to people. And if you are kind to people and you're not kind to yourself, it's it's usually coming from that codependent space, which is coming from that like you need something so you're doing it to other people mm. and you're subconsciously wanting other people to do it to you yeah so now you're being kind and whether it's conscious or subconscious you're being kind because you want them to be kind to you or you want them to l like you acknowledge you and give you what you're missing and what you're craving and this is your sign to give it to your fucking self yeah like this is this is your sign to well do it. and and i 
I, you know, with love. No, it's it's true, and <laughs> and the and the hard thing is, and and where we get like stuck is that we expect it back from people. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't, you can't, because not everybody's like you. You know, not everybody's going to be practicing this stuff. Yeah. You know, so that's that's the hard reality and to that self love without mm-hmm. getting anything from anybody to sort of acknowledge things that you're doing so you got to do it for yourself you gotta do it for yourself totally difficult to and do. life will literally put you like we were talking about will literally put you in circumstances yeah. where you need to acknowledge yourself like you know I've, I've talked about this on a few podcasts i'll kind of say it in a nutshell but like there was something that i was like when i first started doing the moon meets like I no one knew I was like hosting or curating or setting up the altar or setting up the room. I would walk in, and I would just sit down and I was like, you know, after a certain point, I was getting angry not just at that situation in general. I'm like, I don't get acknowledged for nothing. Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't get acknowledged with nothing that I do in my life. Like, it's crazy. Like, I'm everyone's support system. I'm the person in the shadows. I'm the person who's organizing all this stuff. And, like, in my head, I'm like, this is crazy. Like, yeah. And then I'm like, well, are you acknowledging yourself? Are you even allowing people the space to acknowledge you? Because you've, you've masked so much that you tricked yourself that you weren't hiding. Yeah. You were hiding. You were doing and supporting, but you were hiding. And now, and then, like, little by little, was it uncomfortable? Of course. You know, finally, the life circumstances. It's funny because a friend of mine, he had said, like, okay, I'm done with you being in the shadows. Like, you need to set up here. And I was like, oh, my God, no. (laughs) Like, you know, and then slowly but surely, I did. And even in me being uncomfortable, like, I was giving myself the acknowledgement. And then a lot of other people were giving myself the acknowledgement. And by that point, I didn't even want it, really. Like, I didn't yeah. need it. Let me say, yeah. I didn't want it because, you know, like, But at some likes point through that process. I didn't need it. Uh, yeah, at some point yeah. through that process, you must have asked yourself, why am I doing this? Why mm-hmm. am I not giving myself the acknowledgement? Exactly. You know, because so it wasn't acknowledged. But it you was know. your, but you gave your answer through what you were telling me, mm-hmm. which is that, um, it, it was the thing right before your friend said you sh- you need to get, get... I was hiding. Right, you were hiding. Yeah, I was hiding because, right. like... You were fearful. To be hidden is less vulnerable than to be visible. Yes. This shit yes. right here, sitting, being on screen, all this <laughs> stuff, like, this is new version of self. This is progressed <laughs> self. I was so afraid of anything like this. Yeah. I was like, that is crazy. People who do that are wild. Like, that's amazing, <laughs> but that's not for me, you know? Like, yeah. I remember being in media, funny enough, right, in middle school. I would pretend to be sick every time we had to <laughs> do uh, present any project, like, you know? And I, I Fear. Fear. Yeah. Fear of being seen. Uh-huh. But the thing is, to be courageous is vulnerability. Shout out Brene Brown. Brene Brown, I'm not saying your name right. I'm sorry, I don't know. But, yes, shout out to her. And, like her like philosophy is always like you know vulnerability courage is vulnerability we think vulnerability like scared and afraid but to be courageous to be visible yeah is to be vulnerable because someone can look at you and be like wow that's crazy look at this outfit look at your hat look (laughs) at your hair look at everything that and then you can think if you're worried about what other people are doing and thinking you can you'll go into a hole and you will fulfill every fear you have but if you go back to yourself and you acknowledge yourself and give yourself credit, like, 
okay, I might have came up here busted on this podcast, but like I'm on this <laughs> podcast and I'm talking about very valid things and yeah. I love that for me. So I don't really care about the visible, the, that part. Like you're choosing to give yourself credit for all the hard work that you're doing. Right. And, right. That, and that involves being honest. Like, should you be gassed? No, be able to walk through the doorway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like <laughs> be yeah. able to like be in your feet. You yeah. know, you're not the best at everything. You're not the worst at everything either. Right. You're you. You're doing the best that you can do in the moment. You know, even if that's like obnoxious in this way, or even if that's like completely too humble in another way. Yeah. You know, because yeah, some of us are too humble and some of us are too gassed and too cocky. You know, yeah. and <laughs> and like that's why I feel like we tend to meet these kinds of characters and people because we're meant to trigger each other because. You're like, all right, well, I, I I can actually be a little bit more confident. Why am I being so humble? Like, I've been studying this for, like, 17 years. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? You're like, why shouldn't I put myself out there? You know, and then the opposite is like, hmm, well, I have only been I I trying to study this for five minutes. Maybe I should sit down and learn from someone yeah. who's been doing it for 17 years. So it's all needed. Yeah, and that's the other thing, knowing just yeah. knowing, you mm -hmm. know, when when to do, when not to do, mm -hmm. um, knowing your limits, um, and that's a whole other topic. Checking in with yourself uh, and your environment. Yeah, yeah. and if there it is, all ties uh, in you know, sure. I always feel there are no limits. You do what you do at the time you feel like doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, as if you enjoy it, then just do it. Yep. You know, you don't have to ask permission from anyone to do it. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I, uh, by the way, I think you're w one of the smartest people I've met in a long time because mm -hmm. you, you know, for as much as you say, um, you know, like you're sort of insecure, like with certain things and stuff. You are really brilliant with these podcasts, and and you speak speak the language and speak the truth. So smart, smart cookie. Thank you, I appreciate yeah. you. Sure, thank you. Takes on no one. Yeah, I really appreciate that. I, you know, it's it's. And uh, you I'm should be doing these. You definitely should because there's there's a lot to be learned, you know, through these podcasts. Thank so, you. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'm like, I'm getting mad meeps about the compliments. But you know what? Thank you. Thank you. I'll give myself. Yeah. I'll give. I'll give. give I'll give myself that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm like working on that. You know, that receiving that stuff. You know, but yes. Thank you so You're much. Welcome. And sure. You know, giving ourselves credit, that's what we're here for, right? Yep. So, you know, being acknowledged on the things that we've been putting in efforts and work for is a part of that. So there you have it, live, real, genuine situation <laughs> right there, right? So once again, I'm sorry, you were going to say? Oh, well, are we going to read something from the book? Or? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So, you know, once again, just to have a reminder for everyone that's like, if you feel like you're constantly waiting for something, I strongly, um, I strongly sh suggest that if you have the space or to create, if you're able to create the space to really just ask yourself what it is that you really want from life and then ask yourself if you're waiting for it, you know, from someone or something else, right? And then I encourage you to find the root of that and, and work on giving it to yourself. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not only saying that to you guys, I'm saying that to myself. So... Yeah, thank you, and thank you so much for being on this podcast. Yeah, thank and you. Can I so many different things? I enjoy I enjoy talking about this stuff. Um, can I just say that um, my art exhibit's coming up in January twenty first and twenty second, and it's called Coexist, mm. and it's it's basically paintings that I've done the last three years with animals and 
you know, coexisting wildlife on Staten Island. Yeah, my boys are in there. Oh, yeah. My and, boys? and some portraits that I practice um, with, with friends' pets. So mm-hmm. that's in it, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah your boys you are in are there. You guys are going to see my cats. They yeah. look, not only did... Not only did you, I'm not going to say she, because like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to acknowledge you're sitting right here. Not only did you paint my boys, yeah. but you captured their essence in, in such a strong way. And they're both like, they, they're both black cats. So yeah. it's hard to get like all of the features and the light. And you managed to do that. And that's incredible. And you brought me so much joy and oh. so much like well, love so and comfort. Cute. Oh my God, thank you. Thank yeah, you. They're, they're, so cute. they're chaotic. Yeah. They, I love them though. They're, they're intense, but you know, they wouldn't be my cats if they weren't, yeah. right? So. And, then, <laughs> and then let's not forget um, February 4th, um, mm-hmm. we're doing a show. Ash is going to be in it um, pull up, pull up. called Shadow Work. And it's a collection of some of the music that I'm writing around spoken word artists. Um, talking about what we were talking about today. Mm. Um, it's kind of like a chill feel music, that kind of vibe. And um, it is free. And it's it's through a grant through um, Staten Island Arts, which I encourage everybody to apply for grants because they, they allow you to do some fantastic stuff. Um, and, and that's it, those two shows. Yeah, so. and where can we find yeah. you? What, what different platforms or anything oh. that you want to plug in? Yeah, um, just KimbraEberly.net. Okay, boom. Find everything. Right there. Yeah. There you go. Got your hub of everything you everything. need to find from you. Yeah. Cool. All right, so to is there anything else you'd like to share? No, it's good. Okay, cool. So would you like to open up, and so y'all know I what I do with the books, and it's like a, like a tarot kind of situation. Oh. Um, I usually just set the intention, what is it that we need to hear right now? And then I'll close my eyes and I'll let my thumb pick a page. Oh, wow. So, okay. would you like to do that? Sure. Okay. All right. So, it's ki- called um, Mind Platter. Okay, interesting. Oh, okay. So, I have to ask because the drums are being used. What? Um, oh, I love. Uh, later on, I just want to record the sound so I can pick a key. Mm-hmm. If you got what I'm, my, my meaning? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, the bowls will be a part of that project as well. So, Or I'm bowls, really I mm-hmm. should say. Yes. Yeah, I'm really excited for this. I am. I love these bowls. They love you too. Okay, so a page. I don't even know. Let's go to the beginning. Oh, which one? Oh, God. All right. I'm right-handed, so we go right-handed. Do you want to read it? Want me to read it? You can read. Go ahead. Feel me. I can point you towards the sky, but I can't make you reach for the stars. I can show you the moon, but I can't make you feel its beauty or appreciate its light. I can show you the pathways that you can take, but I can't make you walk down them. I can extend my hand to help you, but I can't make you hold it. I can tell you the truth, but I can't make you believe it. I can tell you how I feel, but I can't make you care. Feel me. Page 13. Wow. You hear me, but do you feel me, though? Shout out, Janae. You go. So, yeah. Sit with that. All right. I'm going to (laughs) post it. And, and, um, yeah, uh, you can feel these vibrations if you're into that kind of thing, you know. Um, So I'm going to set the intention 
soul plexus is all about our inner child. It's all about our confidence. It's all about our, it, it could be everything, you know, it could be our humbleness, our cockiness. I'm putting the intention in here to just bring that encouragement uh, to acknowledge ourselves and all the things, just thinking about everything that we've done this year, good, not so good, everything, and just acknowledge ourselves for all of the experience, the learning, the growing, the healing, the the anger, the happiness, the sadness, the the mm-hmm. neutral, everything, to just acknowledge that and to give us that belief within ourselves to, you know, for anyone who just needs that encouragement to keep on going, like you're so worthy, you're so deserving, like you are so needed, keep doing what you're doing, keep creating, keep destroying, all that. So if you are open to it, taking a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. Closing your eyes if they aren't already and just getting yourself comfortable in your seat. Beginning to scan your head from the top of your hair, the top of your head, scanning down, not judging, just acknowledging. Releasing any tension in your face, jaw, neck, shoulders, chest, arms, elbows wrists, fingers, lower back, hips, seat, legs, knees, calves, ankles, foot, and toes. And just imagining yourself covered in like an egg. And this egg of light, like feeling just kind of like a bubble, rather. So it's like translucent and colorful. And once I start to play this bowl, you know, becoming aware of any other colors or things you may see, maybe there's some debris, maybe there's some gray or black, maybe some blue or purple. Paying attention to what you observe, not judging it and just allowing the vibration of this bowl to be the vacuum to be the the windex to to go in and clean this bubble up and imagine with every sound and every rotation of this bowl gold light entering that bubble and just building and building and protecting and shining in a good way like that on it
giving yourself acknowledgement and giving yourself credit for everything that you deserve to tell yourself in a good way. I believe in you and I'm so thankful for your experiences. May you continue to share them with the world, not only with your words, but with your actions. And just beginning to ground yourself into the space, moving your fingers, your legs, your ankles, and take that with you throughout your day. Thank you so much for tuning in with us, and see you next week.